0: Well, welcome back to our Yankees podcast, Believe in the Bronx. Pete Caldera here at Yankee Stadium. Mike Stanton, three-time Yankees World Championship reliever back in his uh, Houston studios. Mike, how are you doing? How's the, how's the weather down in Houston?
1: Oh, well, you know, summer in Houston, you know, you're going to get one thing, and that's going to be heat. we got plenty of that, and we've had, I don't know, countless days of over 100 degrees. But you know what? We'll take this over the New York winter anytime.
0: Yes, right. And uh, <laughs> the Houston Astros are... At Yankee Stadium this weekend and uh, for a four-game set, uh, interesting time. The uh, the the trade deadline has has come and gone. Uh, we saw in the American League East, Mike, the Blue Jays helped themselves. The Orioles helped themselves with with, with pitching. Red Sox uh, didn't do much. Uh, the, uh, the, the Rays go and get uh, uh, Savali to help their rotation. Uh, the Yankees add a back end reliever who is going to be a free agent at the end of this uh, season uh in middleton from the white Sox, right uh crashing disappointment predictable how, how did you take uh what the yankees did at the, de- at the deadline
1: you know i, I don't want to go either way i'm going to stay on the fence and and you know it's not from a lack of trying you know there had you know it takes it takes two people to dance. Right. Uh, and so, I, I, you know that Cashman was was beating the bushes and on the phone and doing everything he could to try and, and help this team get better, uh, but there just wasn't a whole lot out there to uh, to really bring in. Yeah, there's a bunch of teams that made moves, but it wasn't like you know we just had countless guys that teams were looking to move. So uh, I think it is a little disappointing. You, you're always uh, you know you're always hoping in a situation like this that you can help the team. But I think the other side of it is, I think, you know, the way the Yankees have played this year, especially at the trade deadline only being a couple games over 500, being in last place, I think the writing was on the wall a little bit to say, okay, we're not going to sell the farm on a season that we're not even guaranteed to make the playoffs. They still have work to do just to get to the wild card.
0: Yeah, I mean, my my take on that was was that I think this – Barring a, a, a move of significance, I mean, adding a say yeah. a Juan Soto or even a a Cody Bellinger, um, you know, there was not much that could help move the needle for this team. Uh, right. If you're looking to add a, a a rental player, I mean, like a say a Tommy Pham from the Mets or even a, a, a reliever from the Mets, Brooks Raleigh, if they would moved him, would have helped the team a little bit, but uh, but maybe not in uh, moving the needle towards you know a, a deep october run and right. uh, and there again is an indictment of uh you know wh- what the team has been to this point the how they were constructed uh, going into spring training uh you know and how they played in the first half of this season that uh you know that even a, a small move was not going to be anything of significance mm-hmm. to, to to move this team what right. they still need to have happen and in two months, and then it has to happen quickly, is for the players that they have that are getting well paid to do the job that they were paid to do.
1: And get healthy. I mean, that's that's you know. a big part of it. You know, uh, Nestor Cortez is coming back. That's That might as well be a trade deadline acquisition. Uh, it's going to be interesting game uh, on Saturday tomorrow because Justin Verlander is going to be back on the mound for the Houston Astros. So yeah. uh, the two new guys, well, the two new guys to the roster or the active roster of those, both of those teams will pitch tomorrow. But you're right. I, I, there weren't very many players out there that was, that was going to be a substantial move. But the other thing was, you know, what is the asking price? You know, are you willing to give your top prospects for a guy that's going to be a rental? And for a team that's in last place, even above 500, still a team that's in last place. I don't know if you really wanted to do that. You know, the guy to me was Cody Bellinger. Right. But the problem was, and they got a little bit of bad luck here. uh, Good luck for the Cubs. Bad luck for for the Yankees was that all of a sudden, the Cubs started playing very well. They had a little winning streak, and right. Cody Bellinger has has had a tremendous bounce back season after really stinking for about three years. Yeah. Uh, and and I think the asking price was just entirely too high. And then right at the end, the Cubs said, "You know what? We're not selling anyways. We're going to be bringing guys in."
0: Right, and that's uh, that'll be a free agent to watch uh, uh, going into twenty four Uh Mike, the other big news here is we we're taping this this podcast on uh, uh, Friday, August. 4th uh yesterday august 3rd uh we got clarity on why anthony rizzo for two months uh yeah. had an ops uh, uh, under 500 and uh, looked completely lost at the plate um he was diagnosed with what they call cascading concussions uh symptoms which date back to a, a play here at yankee stadium on may 28th that's how far this this goes wow. back to um, frankly mike i don't i don't know what to make of this, whether this was some negligence—maybe uh, that's a harsh word—but but, but uh, on on the part of the Yankees for overlooking uh, the, the funk that uh, Rizzo was in, and and, and uh, not because uh, he pa- he passed Major League Baseball's standard concussion protocol uh, when this initially happened, then got on a plane to Seattle uh, to to fly out for a series against the the Mariners, woke up. As he said, tired, uh, but all the symptoms he said he felt were were, were sort of in line, normal, in the range of, yeah, you fly cross country, you you feel tired, right? Um, sure, you know the mistiming at the plate, he thought was was on him somehow to make adjustments because every player goes into a slump. He always found a way to adjust back. Just the, the timing and the rhythm weren't there, and then now lately, in say in the last week or so. Uh, He had developed more of a fogginess, sluggishness, Mm -hmm. uh, a feeling of – he called it – he he termed it going to bed sober and waking up with a hangover, uh, which led to them when coming out of the Baltimore series when they got back home uh, on around August 1st, July 31st to – be tested neurologically and then they found out that uh, yes in fact he did suffer a a concussion at some point which is probably traced to that play on May 28th right now he's been prescribed supplements rest and there is no timetable for his return to the Yankees lineup Uh, just curious what you make of that Mike
1: yeah that's uh that's to say it's concerning I think is a vast understatement you know the fact that you know to start off with Our medical field, as advanced as it is, you know we really don't still know a whole lot about concussions. Actually, the sport that is the the the, lead, the leader in that uh, that research is actually hockey, and you can understand why with everything that happens on a on a hockey rink on the ice. Um, but you know this is a this is a little disconcerting, just simply because. There wasn't a big traumatic injury. You know, there wasn't – he didn't get hit in the head. There was not There was the play back in May, but there wasn't a whole lot that went on with this. But it seems like the symptoms have slowly gotten worse. Uh, so that has to be a huge red flag. You know, I got the pleasure of playing with the Giants in the end of, I think, 2006. Uh, Mike Matheny was on that team, and uh, he was on the DL already. So I can't say I played with him because right. he was already on the DL. But he had gone. He had been on the DL for a couple months, and you know, Mike, it was a foul ball off the mask that gave him his last concussion. And even at that point, several months down the road, he was still pretty messed up. He couldn't get his heart rate up at all, or it would it would mess up his inner ear, and he would be you know he would be horizontal for three days, uh, you know, laying in bed just simply because he. It just, yeah. it just messed him up. And that ended up ending Mike Matheny's playing career. Now, he's turned out to be a longtime manager. And uh, I would love to talk to him to see if if he still has any kind of symptoms or anything. It's, you know, a decade down the road. But, you know, it's just one of those situations that you, do, you just can't put your finger on it. Everybody heals a little bit different. And it can go back to even further than that because one of the things that they have figured out is that concussions are accumulative. You know, you don't yeah. fully recover from a concussion. So if he had one years and years ago, that might be playing a factor in what's going on right now.
0: Yeah, I, at least for Rizzo's part, uh, you know, this isn't a situation where, you know, he's being, you know like with matheny you mentioned, I mean, that was repeated. The foul balls yeah. to the mask, and then that uh, this was a, a one-time. But it was
1: just she, one that put him on that put the last him, right. time, and then that was it.
0: Yeah, as far as we know on on, on Rizzo's case, uh, you know, this was uh, just the, the one incident that, uh, uh, and he was assured that uh, from the from the uh, the doctors he spoke to, the neurology tests he went through, that uh, this will rectify itself. He'll be he'll be a hundred percent. But we just don't know when he's coming back and when he'll yeah. be allowed yeah. allowed to come back i mean this this could be a, a, a potentially a season ending injury we just don't know at this point
1: yeah and, uh, and I think that's what the, probably probably for for anthony and and for the Yank for everyone involved that it's kind of you know when you have a knee injury, there's a protocol you know right. you know what the you know the steps that you have to take, and at the end, okay, I'm back on the field ready to go but this isn't you know it's really up to his body and how he heals and how you know how he can get that fogginess and get back his eye hand control and and get everything back where it needs to be and there's just no timetable you know it it could be weeks it could be much longer we'll just keep our fingers crossed that it's not because you know and and because you got to remember this isn't just a baseball thing when you start talking about your brain you're talking about a quality of life right so uh, it's this is you know we need to get we need to get Rizzo back as the human being then we can worry about the baseball part
0: right uh just to, for on the field purposes at first base uh, the Yankees will sort of play a, a right left platoon with uh G, DG LeMahieu, uh against lefties and, and Jake Bowers uh against righties uh I would have thought that this was an opportunity, perhaps for for uh, them to bring Oswald Peraza back up. It, it, this still could happen at some point where you sure. you play Peraza at, at third, play uh, uh, Lemayhu mostly at first base, and then just uh, you know put Bowers back into his
1: uh, right into his and outfield. That, and role. that may be ultimately, Pete. That might be the the where you ultimately end up. But mm-hmm. right now they have you know Plan A, Plan B. Hopefully they don't have to go to a C or D, but you know, those plans are in place also. So for right now, and again, this could change as quickly as well tomorrow, you right. know, they could, they could just decide to go a different way, but they have the plan in place now and we'll just have to see how it works out.
0: Right. The other, uh, uh, news involving the Yankees, uh, uh, this week was, uh, Domingo Herman's situation. Uh, yeah. He is uh, not going to pitch for the rest of this year. There was an incident in, in the clubhouse uh, earlier this week uh, that involved uh, him being disruptive, to say the least, and, uh, and, and going into alcohol treatment. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, as you mentioned uh, in, in the case of uh, the player, you, you worry about his well-being and his family sure. and his situation, uh, first, right. and, and, and I think that was clearly stated by the Yankees that uh, you know whatever went on, I mean, they need him to get the help he needs to 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 uh, right. you know to, to go on in life. So, I mean, that that's number one, um, right. you know. And then the what you're left with is what does this do to the Yankees uh, on the field, um, and what does this do, frankly, for the rest of Herman's career or his tenure with the Yankees? Uh, they have right. he has one more uh, year of control. Uh, left I, I mean I could you could make a, a very good case that he possibly has pitched his last uh, game with the Yankees uh, you know this was a, a confounding uh, you know player on the field when you think about uh, the talent he had uh, a guy who pitched a perfect game uh, not more than a month ago and yet uh, you know had an era of uh, you know closer to five uh, than right. four uh, but right now the Yankees uh, at least uh, you know, for their purposes on the field, can slot Nestor Cortez, as you mentioned, right back into the rotation coming off the IL, and they'll still have a, a full five-man comp- complement of, of, uh, of starters going into uh, what is a very critical period for them.
1: Uh, you know, this is not something that is new to Yankees fans. You remember years ago, CC Sabathia did this right before going into the playoffs, and uh, you know, just an incredible story. And CC has talked about that uh, since retirement, and it's it's a it's a pretty remarkable story but yeah just like with Rizzo and quality of life this is a you know a human being that obviously is going through something pretty severe in his life so first you have to worry about you know getting him back right and being a, a viable part of, of of the clubhouse and of civilization before you can start talking about his baseball career and i think that's really you can't re- even even Brian Cashman you got to see where ha- this ha- what happens here you have to see what kind of path he goes through, what he looks like, how he's handling himself after he does come back out of rehab. So what happens down the road right now, we we'll just leave it down the road. Right now it's you you know we're worried about Domingo himself, his family and just making sure that he gets the help that he needs.
0: Right. Um and then uh, also on the, the comeback trail uh, in, in a few days, the Yankees will have uh, Jonathan Loaisiga back in their there. There you go. And he has not pitched uh, since early April. Uh, had a bone spur removed from near his uh, right elbow. So, uh, and they've they've liked what they've seen so far from uh, you know just the uh, the live sessions he's had, the uh, the handful yeah. of uh, of uh, minor league rehab appearances he's had. So I mean, this could be a difference maker too. You know, as you mentioned. Oh yeah. Uh, that uh, you didn't add, uh, you know, a real top-end uh, reliever to your uh, team at the deadline. They did get uh, Kenny Middleton from the White Sox, uh, but uh, you know, he could be a difference maker down the stretch. But but uh, you know, as we've mentioned before, and what has been the greatest problem on this team is just is the nightly struggle for runs and having a, a different leadoff hitter yeah. almost every day. Uh, you know, different different guys in the cleanup spot guys moving in out of the clouds you know you, you're seeing John Carlos Stanton you know maybe enter a hot streak but uh, you, you've mm-hmm. seen that turn too so uh just the streakiness uh, of this lineup and uh, the fact that now uh you know Rizzo uh, will be out of this lineup not that the rizzo you saw the last two months was was adding much to to, to this but right. that's that's a significant part of your team that that's missing too so it, it the Yankees are still looking at a, a, an uphill battle to, to score runs on a nightly
1: basis in mind Oh, there's there's no doubt. I mean, if they were completely healthy, the situation they're in, you know, they've got a mountain in front of them just simply because they have it's not just how many games back they are. I think you can pretty much say that the division is over. They're looking at the wild card, right? But even the wild card, you know, they have several teams that they have to leapfrog to get into one of those three wild card positions. So, yeah, even if they were completely healthy, they have a big mountain in front of them. But getting, you know, getting Loizaga is a that is a weapon in the bullpen. Now they're going to protect him you know, this isn't going to be a guy that's going to go back to back maybe for the rest of this season. You know, this is a big, big arm. He's, you know, when he's right, this is one of the dominant relievers in major league baseball. And, you know, the bullpen is is a strong suit, like it usually is for the Yankees. So that's going to make, you know, their strongest part of the game. It's going to make it stronger. But getting Cortez back is another big plus. You know, yes, it's in the same. We're in the same time frame as the trade deadline. So you can look at this as an almost like an acquisition, even though you know that uh, you you already you know he was already on the roster, but. We saw how good Nestor can be last year. I mean, yeah. he was in the Seattle Young Award race. So, I mean, this was, this dude can really, really pitch when right. You just keep your fingers crossed that he is where he needs to be.
0: Right. Uh, Yankee's about to go on a, a big road trip, but, uh, uh, you know, you're already hearing at at Yankee Stadium the, the fire Cashman chants, uh, which have been <laughs> happening pretty regularly, yeah. uh, the consequences for – Manager Aaron Boone, if this team uh, doesn't uh, make it to postseason, I think that those are things we could probably get into with a little more detail uh, uh, next week because uh, the Yankees have a big road trip coming up. This is a three-city trip right. coming up, uh, first in Chicago against the White Sox. That's the softer part of this uh, road trip. Then they'll be moving on to uh, Miami to play the Marlins, and Atlanta to play the Atlanta Braves. That's uh yeah. that's, it's going to be another interesting series. Must win.
1: I mean, you, when you're playing t- teams like the White Sox, the situation there, they they cannot afford to give away any wins. They need – you know, the offense is – it's kind of is what it is. I mean, you're you're going to – I'm not – I'm not really that fond of that statement, but right. you know, there's not going to be any big changes there. You just need some guys like Giancarlo. He's at back-to-back home runs. Uh, you know, his home run last night in the first inning was a big part of the win against the Astros in Game One of this four-game series. So, you know, you look. Maybe he is, and he pulled the ball. You know, uh, and he destroyed that baseball over 114 miles an hour. Maybe he is starting to get hot, and that's what they really need. You know, they have some guys that have. Uh, some resume you know they had you know you look back at their baseball card there's dudes on this team that can hit they just haven't and what you hope is they can kind of get on a little bit of a roll here and start winning some baseball games and at least scare the rest of the league
0: yeah they need them more than ever now it's the two-month uh uh sprint to uh october here but uh we'll uh it's not about the long
1: haul anymore now it's about getting (laughs) hot
0: (laughs) that's right we'll resume this conversation on the road mike thanks very much good to see you again and uh thanks for joining us everyone and we'll see you down the road